This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Taking a walk. What I'm trying to do is, is I'm trying to create an entertaining solution to things. I want people to feel my music. There's more power in music than making you go out and party. I mean, there's power in music. It can save the world, and I believe that. This is the Taking a Walk podcast, hosted by Buzz Knight. The podcast where we span musical genres and dig deep with all types of musicians. Today's special guest comes from a historic country music family, Way Jennings. Way talks about his struggles, his redemption, and his latest music. Next, on Taking a Walk with Buzz Knight. Way Jennings, it's so nice to meet you on a, a virtual edition of the Taking a Walk podcast. Thanks for being on. Oh, you bet, brother. It's good to be here, man. Do you like taking walks uh, to kind of clear your head when you're in the middle of a recording process uh, and trying to create? Every once in a while, yeah. I've been walking a lot with my family lately. The creative process is like a mind game, you know? It's like trying to figure out what to do and where to go with it, what's the best course of action. I usually just call in a lot of people to uh, consult with me on it because if I just rely on my own understanding, then it just... You got to have a consensus. But you're an independent thinker. Oh, yeah. I'm very much an independent thinker. But I've independently thought myself into a corner a few times, too. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Well, let's go back and talk about this uh, uh, great uh, grandfather of yours first, Waylon Jennings, and the impact that he had on your life. Oh, he's had a pretty profound impact on my life. I mean, how could he not? I mean, he's Waylon Jennings. It's uh, been a blessing being his grandson. 
a lot of people think it would make it a lot easier for an artist who already has a foot in the door. But the thing about it is, is uh, it actually makes it a little harder for us because not only got you got to get to the door, then you got to break out of a shadow, and a shadow that big is hard to break out of. Not to not say that I'd ever want to completely break out of it because I'm really proud of my grandfather. But if I could pull off what Hank Jr. pulled off, you know what I mean? He's, he's Hank Williams' son, but he's also Hank Williams Jr. You know what I mean? I want to accomplish something like that eventually in my career. How do you think you get to that point? You just work real hard. You put out good music, and eventually people will start, you know, people will start seeing you for you rather than for who you're related to. And I think we're going to accomplish that with this next album. I've really poured my whole heart and soul into this next album. I mean, every other thing, every other project I ever put out has had, you know, traces of my grandfather in it. I'm having a really hard time finding too many traces of him in this project. I mean, we got the same attitude, of course, but um, I feel more me in this new project. And I feel like everybody else is going to feel more me to it, too. I love that. Tell me about the influence that... um um your grandmother uh has had on you as well uh my grandmother is like a patron saint i mean when it came to the uh influence of jesus christ in my life she 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 opened a lot of them doors she's always been a very godly woman and i spent a lot of time in my life you know i've always read the bible and i've always been into spiritual quests but uh, i was always looked at it wrong you know what i mean i try i went at it trying to pick it apart but she would always turn me around and show me how you don't need to pick it apart because it's slowly working in my life. So I give most of that, you know, direction to her because she's like, even since we were young, we would watch gospel bill and stuff on the, on the bus while we ate, you know, pineapple and stuff like that. But my, my grandmother had a profound effect on me and I don't even think she knows that honestly. And for those that may not know, she's the great uh, Jesse Coulter and um, has, you know, certainly an amazing uh, legacy on on her own as well. Oh, yeah. She's got wonderful music. She's got a new album out, too, by the way. You ought to look her up. And she's still creating. Yes, she is. She's got an album she just released called The Edge of Tomorrow, I believe. No, The Edge of Forever. Sorry, it's called The Edge of Forever. And uh, I just love my grandmother. She's really a good human being and she's a great musician a great artist great performer i still watch her old videos of her and my grandfather performing together and tell me about your uncle shooter and the impact that uh he had on you shooter is uh he's just a great human being he's, he went out on a on a mission to be his own person and he accomplished that sevenfold man he really did he, uh he went out there and started his own band and he did the you know the music the, the way everybody wanted him to at first, and then he did the way he wanted to do it. And then he found his niche in, like, recording the songs that he believed in, you know what I mean, like Zevon and stuff like that. And he started a band up in, in L.A., uh, I think it's called the Werewolves of L.A., I believe is what it's called. And he's been producing Grammy-winning al- albums, like, for the last decade. He's just so talented in so many areas, it's unreal. I mean, it's really unreal. I mean, you could dig into Shooter's life on the internet and just get lost in a rabbit hole because he has got his fingers in so many different directions. You know, I mean, he's just, he loves music. 
He loves so many different things. He loves showbiz. <laughs> like the old Chuck E. Cheese, you know what I mean? He's like, he's just, he loves so many different things. And he's just, he's got this amazing mind. And I just look up to him in a lot of ways, man. I really do. So you started as a drummer, is that correct? No, a lot of people have been getting that mistaken. I started my, the first thing I wanted to do as a, as a young child was be a drummer. Because when I first went out on stage and I walked into a show my grandfather was going to do, uh, the, the stage was empty and the lights were beaming down on the drum kit. And I was like, I want to do that. I want to do that. So they got me a drum kit. And the extent of my drum career was I jumped inside the bass drum and rolled down the stairs and it shattered into a million pieces. So. I was not a drummer first. I wanted to be, but then it seemed more fun to ride it downstairs. So, <laughs> but I've always been a vocalist, honestly. I just love vocals. Do you remember when you got your first guitar? Yes, I do. Uh, my grandfather gave it to me. Uh, it was an acoustic guitar, and it ended up getting broken as well because when I was a young kid, you know what I mean? But it was an acoustic guitar, and I played it for a little while. And then after that one, that one broke accidentally. I didn't ride it downstairs or nothing, but it got broken accidentally. And then my grandfather brought, bought me this electric guitar that had the amp built into it. And I've still got that guitar. It's upstairs in my closet right now. But uh, there's pictures of me on stage with him and that guitar. And You know, I think it's because whenever I went on stage with my grandfather when I was young, I had so much fun. And then when I turned about 13, I froze in like a deer in headlights up there. And I like, yeah, I, I froze so bad that I pushed music out of my mind. I was like, okay, I'm never doing this again. And I went and joined the workforce, you know. And uh, it wasn't until my mama got sick that I decided to get back into music. And by then, I was already 30 years old, and I hadn't pursued any kind of music at all other than vocals. Because I worked on a cotton farm for like 10 years. And when you're on a tractor, you sing to yourself a lot. I have my vocals down. I know uh, tons of songs and vocally. But here recently, my, me and my wife have been taking guitar lessons. You know what I mean? And we've been sort of picking at it a little bit here and there. And my guitar player is kind of pushing me towards learning more and more. And hopefully within the next year, I'll be playing guitar on stage. But for right now, I'm a vocalist. And your mom did push you back into the business when she had gotten sick. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. She she asked me to, to please try and pursue something in music. You know, I didn't see it coming. You know, I, mean, I didn't even know she wanted that for me. She asked me to please pursue something in music, and I promised her I would. So I threw myself at the wall to see if I'd stick. And I hang, I barely hung on when I threw myself at the wall, and I started doing everything wrong. You know, I mean, I, I didn't do anything right for years. And eventually, I kind of got a niche, figured out what what I was doing wrong, and I. Went and got a little help and got back out here and started doing a lot of things right. I'm still doing a few things wrong here and there as far as business decisions, you know, I mean, which you live and you learn. And I feel like I'm in a better place now than I've ever been. So we produce, as you know, this other podcast called Music Save Me, which you're going to uh, be very generous with your time and, and beyond that one. But um, But let's touch on that moment where you realized you had really hit bottom and you needed to make a change. Uh, what was that moment like? Well, I had met the woman who is now my my wife in my entire life. You know I me. Mean? I met her and I met her in the strangest place. Uh, my drummer at the time, it was her, his stepdaughter. 
And uh, me and her hit it off really well. And, you know, we started, we met in the same kind of mess that we were, we were both in the same kind of mess. And it, I made a bunch of wrong decisions as far as relationships in my life. I pushed women away for a lot of years. You know, pushed them away blatantly, like really to, like determined to do that. And it was different with her. But I made a bad mistake. And when I made it, I felt it. I hadn't felt it before. Before I made that mistake, and it was just like, okay, well, let's keep moving. I made that mistake this time, and I felt it. And I felt like I lost her. I really lost something this time. So I went to, my, my manager had been begging me for years to go to rehab. I was addicted to drugs and alcohol for about 27 years. And I finally agreed to go to rehab. And I'm glad I did because I learned more about drug addiction and, and alcohol addiction than I'd ever known before, even being in the midst of it. And uh, I, uh, I learned that the, the drugs I was addicted to were it was a mental addiction. It wasn't a physical addiction. So in a way, I feel like I got off easy because really all I had to do was make the decision to quit. There was no withdrawals. There was nothing like that. I mean, I drank a lot, but I was addicted to alcohol. I drank to cover up my drug addictions. So I quit that and I got sober and my, and the woman I love uh, seen me making all these strides to do better and somehow found it in her heart to also go to rehab. And I ran into her while I was at rehab and she ended up leaving before the time was over because it was different for females in that rehab than it was for men and all the women up there. It was a different, it was a different thing. But when she left, I thought she was going back to drugs. But when I got out, I found out she was in an outpatient rehab. She had still stayed sober. And uh, when I went in, when I went in, I went in to get off the drugs. I didn't get it, go in to get off anything else. It was just, just the drugs. I was still going to smoke weed and I was still going to drink. And I was still going to have fun. You know, I was going to party. You know, it was part of the music business, I thought. And, you know, this is what I'm going to do. And when I got out, I said, okay, well, let's go have a beer. And she was like, well, that's an awful idea. And I was like, why? And I was never addicted to alcohol. She's like, well, the thing about it is you get you get a good and drunk. You're going to tell yourself to go back to the drugs. And I was like, you know, you got a pretty good point there. So I never didn't go drink at all. But I did start smoking weed. And God reached down and took that weed away from me in a way that the only way it was possible. He because uh, my wife had gotten pregnant and things happened where. CPS got into our lives over the weed. So we cleared all that out of the house. And then after that, I quit smoking cigarettes. And I'm just telling you, God worked in my life in a way that he cleaned out every vice I had. You know what I mean? I don't have any vices anymore. I don't smoke. I don't vape. I don't smoke weed. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. And I haven't for years and years. And uh, that's how I know the glory of God is that when you're ready, and when you make the decisions to start heading in the right direction, he's going to reach down there and make sure you're really headed in that direction. And he saved my life. And I've given all the glory to God from that day forward because I wouldn't be the man I was today if it wasn't for all them instances happening in my life. That's how I got to where I'm at today. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, you're very welcome. I really appreciate it. So how do you feel about the way... Certainly, you know, the Nashville music community categorizes uh, music styles inside of country music. 
Um, what's your opinion of, of that? Well, I think my opinion of that is that back in the day, we had like few, very few genres, and there were very few styles of music that fit into them genres. And what we have done today is we've gotten, we've accumulated new genres, but not created new genres. So we just kind of put them where they go. We still, we're still putting all this new music, this new amazing music into the same few genres. Because I think if you separate the genres up, it would send everything in so many directions that you wouldn't be able to catch any of the music. So I'm thinking that's probably how this all happened. Because I'll tell you what, I enjoy most of the music that's out today. It ain't my cup of tea because I play different kinds of music because that's what I could do. It's like, all I can do is what I can do. And just like any other artist, all they can do is what they can do. And if they've only got these genres to put what they do in or what I do in, then we're going to get stuck in genres that we don't all the time fit in. But think about it is I feel like I'm more rock and roll than I am country because I got a lot of rock and country songs, you know what I mean? But I'm in an outlaw country genre because, you know, it's just, I really don't believe that that too much matters too much. I think a lot of people move, miss a lot of good music because they spend too much time saying, well, that's not rock and roll or that's not country or that's not rap or that's not R&B or that's not gospel. But, it, but the thing about it is, no matter what genre you want to put it in, it is music. And it is music and somebody out there enjoys it or it wouldn't be there. So... Whether it be Nashville or Texas or California or New York or whatever it is, I think what people need to do is when they listen to music, if they think it's in the wrong genre, then, you know, classify it in a different genre in your own mind and just enjoy it. That's the way I feel about it. So tell me how joyful for you it is to play in front of people. Oh, it's the most amazing thing in the world to me. You know, I mean, other than my family, spending time with my family is the most amazing thing in the world. But getting up on that stage and performing for people and seeing people enjoy what I do is, is it makes what I do possible. Because if I got up there and I was just background music and nobody enjoyed what I did, I'd probably go find another thing to do. But see everybody just ripping and roaring over the music we're playing. And not even just my grandfather's music, my own music as well. Because I've been on a little journey for this last five years. When I first got out of rehab, I wanted to save the world. And you can't really do that right off the bat because you're not healthy yet. But I put out a lot of music I thought would touch people like me. And then I, the next project I put out, I got a, a little more trying to, you know, add a little bit of the party into, into still trying to help people. And on this one, I'm I'm doing the same thing in a broader, a broader uh, scope because I've been putting out EPs for the past three years. This year, I'm putting out an LP. I'm putting out a full album, and it's got something for everybody on it. And right now, uh, my mind is a pretzel trying to figure out which ones to make singles, which ones to make videos, which one to even make the title track. I've got a pretty good idea which one's going to be the title track. Because it sort of encases the whole project. It's really the only song that can encase the whole project. Because there's something, something for everybody in it. I mean, I've got really uh, power ballads 
I've got really hard rockers. I've got that's just like love songs and country songs. I got a couple songs that touch on the gospel. I've got it's just something I'm so proud of that I wish I had a million dollars to do everything I want to do with it. Because if it was up to me, I'd be making 11 videos and promoting that, promoting them because they're all that good to me. You know what I mean? I've never been so proud of a project in my life. And for this to be my first full-length album, it really touches my soul. It does. And uh, But like I said, I'm biased because it's my project. But I was super proud of my last, last project. And now I'm looking back at that last project and then looking at this one. And I'm like, that last one was great, but I don't even know what to call this one. This one is going to be really good. So um, I really hope everybody's looking forward to this new project because I just wanted to hit some ears because I promise you every ear it hits is going to show it to another set of ears because I feel that strongly about this project. That's awesome. Congratulations on it. Who are the musicians of today that uh, influence you? I wouldn't say influence that you like. Well, there's, I like most of them, honestly. You know, I mean, there ain't nothing. That, that, uh, there's not an artist out there I don't like something by, I don't think, like right now. Like, I like what Jelly Roll's doing. A lot of people don't call it country. And, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know what you would classify, but it's really good. It touches people's souls. I've seen it do it live. And he's my he's my cousin's best friend, so I'm kind of biased on that, too, because I want to see my, my cousin succeed because he's a really good artist, too, Struggle Jennings. And uh, he does great, great things, too. And they they're not only great musicians, they, they really are good for their communities. You know, what I mean, they try to help people, you know, what I mean, and that to me is more important than just being a great musician. It's helping people that need your help is what you need to be doing with your platform. But my strongest influences are going to be like uh, Jamie Johnson, Chris Jansen, Chris Stapleton, because uh, they're a lot more like me. Like, they're the kind of performers like me. Those are the ones that I have influenced. You know, of course, all the older influences, you know, like Willie Nelson, and Johnny Cash, and Waylon Jennings, of course, and Jesse Coulter. And uh, Shooter Jennings is probably the most complex musician I can think of to date. And he's got so much talent in so many different areas, and a lot of people don't even understand it. Because nobody, a lot of people don't know that him and Brandy Carlisle are, like, the best team when it comes to producing music they're like they get together and they work it just works that way but i've got so many influences in music now just because i know so many different people ray scott he's a really good guy uh daryl worley great guy trace atkins great guy trace atkins got one of the deepest voices i've ever heard and what he can do with his voice i've been trying to mimic it and i just can't do it he's really good and you know of course toby keith his passing really got to me. I, and what's crazy is that blindsided, I don't think just me, I think it blindsided the world. Because I've seen where other people passed away in music. You know, your news feed will have this and that and the other. But like for the last three days, my entire news feed has been all Toby Keith. And so he's a very loved man. And I can see why. And I think I'm kind of surprised at myself that I let that go unnoticed for so long until he passed away. It's kind of crazy. Isn't that remarkable how we we do that? You know, we all do that from time to time. We don't realize um, something or someone is special and then they pass and then 
right? Yeah, and then you realize just how special they were. Yeah, I know. It's you know, it's wild. But I've never seen it to that extent. Mm. I mean, that shook that shook the whole world. I mean, it shook the whole world, and that's really wild, man. So, way in, in closing, um, what are you still trying to learn? That would be a goal of yours to try to learn along the way, whether it be life or music. Well, what I'd like to learn along the way is how to last. Like, I've been doing this for 12 years. I've been getting noticed for like the last three or four years. But a lot of artists, they get noticed and then they just fade away. I want to learn how to last. Not only last, I want to learn how how to work the Internet a little better to get to where people actually hear my music. Because right now I'm putting out music and I'm throwing it out into a sea of music and just hopes that people hear it. What I like to do is figure out how to put it on a giant ship and you float it over in front of everybody and they have no choice but to see it. Because I believe what we're doing is is I mean, it's powerful and I believe it's going to change lives. I want to be an entertainer, but I also want to be somebody who makes you think about not only who you are, but who everyone around you is and how to make this world a better place. Because right now we got a big open wound that needs healing. And I believe the only heal, the only cure for that is going to be through music. And if it's if it gets lost in the midst of all the other music, then it's you know and void. You know what I mean? I like to figure out how to get my most powerful songs that I believe in the most in the ears to make people think about what I believe the problems are, what I believe the solve the solutions are. And not only what I believe, but what a lot of people that I talk to around me believe as well. The the solution to any of this is never going to be through hate. It's all got to come from a point of understanding. If we could all figure out how to understand each other and stop screaming at each other, this world would turn into a better place. Because right now, both sides of every huge problem in this world has a point. But the problem is neither side can understand the point of the other side in any, in any problem we have. So what I'm trying to do is, is I'm trying to create an entertaining solution to things. You know, I mean, things that people feel. That's what I want. I want people to feel my music. And not even just my music. I want people to feel the important music to be created by all the artists. There's there's more power in music than making you go out and party. I mean, there's power in music. It can save the world, and I believe that. I just watched a documentary the other day. Um, it was like the biggest night in pop. And to see that one song, the difference it made in the world at that time, right there, should be proof enough that that the world can be saved by music. And that's just what I want to be. I want to be a small part of that. That's what I want to do. Your grandfather actually was a part of that, and then he slipped out after a while, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he regretted that after a while. He probably didn't know the the, the severity of the impact, of the impact that song was going to have on the world. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that, you know, we all, at the end of our journey, are going to look back and have regrets. You know, and, you know, they made it, they, they laughed it off in that thing. But I'm sure I'm almost certain that the heart that I know my grandfather had and, and you know, 
how much he loved the world we live in, then uh, that when he looked back, that was going that was one of his requests that that he didn't stick around for that because that song ended up being a very very powerful instrument and saved a lot of lives. Yep. Well, Way, thanks for being on, the, taking a walk and sharing your journey, and congrats on all the work and the tour, and uh, appreciate what you do, man. Oh, you're very welcome, man. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Taking a Walk podcast. Share this and other episodes with your friends and follow us so you never miss an episode. Taking a Walk is available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.